Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the In Squash podcast. This is episode 10 of the In Squash podcast, and uh, we're delighted to have a uh, very special uh, guest on today uh, with the Windy City Open about ready to uh, kick off with qualifying rounds. Um, now, before we get into uh, the uh, episode 10 guest, uh, I hope you're all doing well. And um, what I'd like to do first is give you, uh, just give you my picks for the uh, the qualifying rounds uh, of the Windy City Open. So um, let's take a look at the men's draw first. And let's see what we have here in the men's. Okay. Um, I see a few upsets here on the men's side. Uh, Nicholas Mueller, he's seated first. He will get through to the main draw. Eight of these guys will get through, along with uh, eighth seed uh, Lucas Serum. He should get through. Uh, I also see um, Tom Richards pulling an upset in the next uh, quarter. Uh, I see him getting through. Gregory Marche should get through. Max Lee, fresh off his uh, big win in uh, Toronto, Canada. I'm sure he's going to get through. And... Uh, I see a small uh, upset there in the third quarter, um, although I'm a big fan of uh, Abdullah Al-Tamimi. He's done well uh, there in Qatar. Uh, I see Eddie Charlton uh, pulling off that upset and then getting through uh, to the next round and uh, uh, getting through to the, uh, to the main draw. And then uh, also another upset in the final quarter. I see, well, I'm not sure if it's really an upset, but I do see uh, Chris Simpson uh, getting through. Uh, he's unseated there, and uh, Alan Klein will also get through. So it's Klein, Simpson, uh, Charlton, Max Lee, fresh off his big win in Canada, uh, Grégoire, Grégoire Marché, Tom Richards with an upset there, upsetting the seedings to get through, Lucas Serm, and Nicholas Mueller also uh, fresh off a, a good performance in Toronto, getting to the final and uh, in a great final against uh, Max Lee, just uh, coming up a bit short there in Toronto. But, uh, yeah, those fellows, they will all get through to the main draw. On the women's side, I think it's a bit more <clears throat> straightforward. I'm going with all the seeds to get through. Jenny Duncalf, she'll get through. Colleen Omar, she'll get through. Heba El Torquey and Nelly Gillis, or Gillis, apologies for the mispronunciation there. She'll get through. Um, Sam Cornette from Canada, a favorite of mine, she's going to get through. Uh, Mayor Hanny, she'll get through. Rachel Grinham, good to see her uh, uh, playing, uh, still playing, and uh, we hope that she gets through, and I, I'm picking her to get through. This will be, I'm not sure how many Windy City opens for her, but uh, we wish her good luck to get through on another one, and I'm picking her to get through here. And Hanya El-Hamami, she will get through. She's seated number one in the qualifying draw. So Hamami, Grinham, Hani, Cornette from Canada, Gillis, El-Torki, Omar, and Jenny Duncalf all get through to the main draw. Okay, now... Uh, on to business with episode 10. We're so uh, uh, fortunate to have him on uh, before the Windy City Open. Uh, one of my two or three uh, favorite players on tour, and I think I speak for a lot of people when I say that. Uh, they call him Superman, although I didn't, uh, I had it down as a question to ask him if he liked that uh, 
that name or not, but uh, he certainly bears a resemblance uh, to uh, to Superman, and he flies around the court like uh, like Superman as well. So, yeah, uh, uh, Paul Cole on episode ten, and uh, we had a great chat, and he gave us uh, plenty of time. So uh, we talked about all sorts of different things. Uh, I'm sure you'll you'll find it all interesting. And uh, uh, what a good fella! He's a um, He's young, he's fit, he's fast, he's exciting. He's uh, about ready to uh, get back into the top 10, I believe. He was uh, number eight in the world in December 2017. Now he's 13. Uh, but with his recent uh, very good results in Sweden, where he lost in the semi, and uh, in uh, Detroit, where he lost in the, the Motor City Open, he lost in the final there. Um, he should uh, find himself back in the top 10 uh, with any luck very soon. Uh, but his first round match um, doesn't uh, get much more uh, exciting, if not difficult. Uh, he's up against uh, Miguel Rodriguez, the Colombian, and it should be a, a real cracker. Um, we were talking in the podcast about how last year uh, he also had, uh, well, it doesn't get any tougher than last year's first round match uh, where he had to play uh, Mohamed El Shorbagi. And uh, well, that one went to uh, the ultimate, uh, the ending there, the 14 12 in the fifth. He came up just a bit short. Uh, so uh, although he lost, I'm sure he was pleased to have. Uh, gone to f uh, five games and that close to a victory. But uh, another first round, another uh, first round exciting match for him this time around. But hopefully the In Squash uh, p uh, podcast karma uh, will take him through and take him deep, uh, deep, deep, deep into the Windy City draw. And uh, we wish him all the best. And uh, thanks so much, uh, Paul, for coming on the podcast. It was a great one. Lots of uh, good stuff here. So uh, everyone, enjoy the Windy City Open and enjoy uh, the podcast. Paul Cole, episode 10. All right, let's get started. Uh, Paul uh, Paul Cole, world number uh, 13, but uh, you were world number 8 uh, back in December. Two-time uh, New Zealand national champion, going for number 3 uh, in a few short months. And uh, for my money, uh, arguably the, uh, the most exciting player on tour uh, these days. Paul, thanks for coming on the uh, In Squash podcast. How are you doing? I'm very good, thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, great, great. Um, I guess you're in Amsterdam uh, at the moment. Uh, I assume you're doing uh, some top-up training with, uh, with Tommy Burden. Is that, uh, is that right? Yeah, back uh, in Amsterdam, not for too long, just uh, about a week between Sweden and Chicago. So, yeah, like you said, just maintaining the the body, and you know, it's not much I can do this week to to increase. But you know, just like I said, maintaining and getting the body ready for for the next one. Yeah, uh, I haven't seen any uh, crazy videos, so it, you must be just um, <laughs> <laughs> must be just uh, doing some uh, some drills or just uh, staying match fit. Are you? Yeah, it's not. Uh, I mean, if I go into the gym too heavy or anything like that, my body's just gonna be sore, and then I won't train for two days. So, yeah, just just on court, um, had Dutch league last night, so I had a bit of match play, and like you said, just a few routines. Just still working on stuff that you know I've been working on all season, just topping that up and, and refreshing really. So, yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's it's always tough to to know what to do during the season training wise. Um, takes 
it takes a lot of me not to train too hard between tournaments and stay fresh. Yeah, I guess. Uh, I mean, you're still quite young. Uh, you're in your early 20s, aren't you? 25. 25, mid-20s. Okay, well, you're, yeah. <laughs> you're still young. <laughs> um, I guess you're still sort of uh, trying to figure out how and when to train uh, hard and uh, just uh, judging uh, uh, your body uh, based on experience, are you? Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, for me, you know, training in the gym and doing that hard training is enjoyment. So, um, you know, if I have a lot of tournaments in a row, I actually start missing the gym and, and start craving it almost. So, um, yeah, this week it's uh, I've been been in the gym, but um, been more on court and just just doing body maintenance, really, just a bit of strength, but, but you know, just isolated strength, um, just, just sort of easy stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Um, now, I know, I know you've been uh, with Tommy Burden now for, for a little while. Um, Tommy's been, uh, I guess his name has come up a lot lately as one of the top uh, coaches uh, out there. Uh, how did you pair up with, with uh, Tommy? Um, well, when I first moved to Holland, I was, I was um, given Tommy's contact details by another Kiwi who was over here before me and and right from when I sort of first come to Holland, he, he was, uh, you know, he's very helpful. I didn't start working with him as a coach straight away, but um, he was always very facilitating and helping me get set up here. And um, I mean, if you spend any time around Tommy, he's, uh, you know, he's one of the most likable guys and he'll help anyone out there. So, um, you know, I got a good vibe from him and I played for him in, in Dutch league team and he obviously coached me in my matches there. And I just really like. You know, we just clicked. You know, you get some coaches and some players that just click, and what he says is really relevant to me. And um, I think he's a, you know, we sort of fit well. He's a very relaxed guy, which I need in my game as well. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, I started working on court for him probably the last two or three years, um, and it's, he's been really good for me. Yeah, I get. I mean, the last two or three years obviously have been really good uh, for you as well. Uh, has he uh, obviously? Uh, the pairing has, has been successful. Um, what do you think he's done for your game to elevate it uh, over the last couple of years? Um, yeah, he's obviously, you know, we do a lot of hard sessions on court, which is, uh, I mean, my fitness has never really been an issue, but um, that, that's always, you know, you can't get enough of those, those hard sessions. But I think um, mentally he's been really good for me. He oh, just yeah. sort of he just clarifies the game and makes it, you know, sound so simple and just just gives you belief in like your like my strengths, um, you know, and just tells me to focus on them. Yeah. And we're, we're working on, you know, adding in what we think I need to add to my game. But um, you know, first, you know, first before any match starts, you know, it's we're focusing on what I'm good at, and then we'll try and implement that and then focus on, you know, what we can do to break down the opponent. So he's just made me, yeah, really believe in, in myself and my abilities as a squash player, really than trying to, you know, change, do any drastic changes. It's, it's sort of just small changes to, to what I'm good at, really. That's good. Yeah. It sounds like, you know, focus on your strengths first and then uh, maybe perhaps when things get a bit difficult on court, uh, you apply some sort of a, a mental uh, approach to relax yourself. Yeah, and it's just you know getting to that next level. So it's just 
adding the bits to my game that um, we believe will take me to the next level. So yeah. it's basically, you know, just small changes to um, my original game style. I'm not changing my style as such, but just adding those those little bits in that, that we think, um, you know, will make it, you know, get me to that next level and not just sort of hovering around where I am. We're always constantly looking to, to improve. So yeah. he's been, uh, yeah, he's, he's been really good in that. You know, he's told me to go see, maybe, maybe go see some other coaches and, and stuff like that. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, a, a coach like that, who's not afraid to, uh, you know, advise you to, to see someone else to enhance your game. I mean, that's someone you want in your corner, isn't it? Oh, exactly. Yeah. He's, uh, yeah, he's only out to help me. He's never, you know, he's, he's always my best interest yeah. first. Um, so I'm very lucky in, in that way. He, he has so much knowledge of the tour as well, obviously being a player and working for the PSA as well. So yeah, yeah, so he much had, knowledge. He had some good years on tour, I remember. Uh, he did well. Yeah. Yeah, he won the Australian Open and also the Motor City Open that I was just playing a couple of weeks ago. So, right. Yeah, I see his name on the title boards uh, around a few countries, which is always cool to see. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, I mean, speaking of going to the next level uh, with your game, I mean, there's really, uh, I mean, you're, there's only one more level to go uh, for you, I think. I mean, you started, uh, it was back in 2015, the Australian Open, uh, when you beat Cameron Pilly in the, uh, in the final. Was that the sort of flashpoint for you, to, where it injected a bit of confidence in your game and it basically told yourself, you know, I, I can do this now? Yeah, I think it, it all goes in sort of levels, you know. Like I won my first 15K and I was unseated there and then, my first 25 and I was unseated there and then that 100k and I was unseated there. So <laughs> I think that it all sort of just, you know, little bits builds up and gives you belief that you can compete with those next guys, which is, you know, coming from New Zealand, we don't really get exposed to that level of squash until sort of out of juniors, unless we move away when we're in juniors. So it all sort you, of is... You uh, have one, uh, there's, there's one uh, big role model there in New Zealand though, isn't there? The old, the old fella. Yeah, yeah, but we, we sort of, you know, we never seen him play. It was always um, yeah. those old school clips where you can barely see the ball. So, I mean, we've, we've got a, some pretty good players back home. But, yeah, it's just like that, seeing those top guys in your generation and, and not being overwhelmed by that. So, yeah, do you yeah, ever, like you said, have you ever um, had, a, had time to, to speak with, uh, with Ross Norman uh, at all? Uh, um, when I won the 100K in London, I actually spoke with Ross um, afterwards because he, uh, he lives over in London now. Okay. But I actually had probably more to do with Stu Davenport. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. Which okay. is, um, yeah, he was number three in the world. Um, he, I got on court a few times with him and he always sends me some um, really good messages and stuff, just insights. As he's obviously been up the top, so he understands the mental side of the game as well. Yeah. Um, so I actually had quite a, quite a bit to do with him for, you know, two, one, one, two years. He was, uh, giving me a lot of advice over text message and stuff like that, which was, which was really, really helpful. Well, it's good to see, I mean, uh, obviously New Zealand's been on the map, uh, since then, uh, with, I guess, Martin Knight, uh, uh, and some other, uh, other guys. And then you, you've come along, along with, uh, Joel King. Um, so it's good to have, uh, New Zealand back in the the top uh, ten in squash uh, 
on both the men's and women's side, isn't it? Yes, it's really good, I think. I think we're seeing a bit of, you know, that flow into the community of, of Squash New Zealand. It's, it's been quite a, um, you know, it's been, been a lot of messages and support from back home. And, and from what I gather, there's, you know, quite a lot of juniors now picking up a racket and, and seeming quite keen, which is, which is always awesome to see. So there's a pretty good vibe around Squash in New Zealand at the moment, I think. Um, I mean, I don't get back there as much as I would like, but, you know, word of mouth, I, uh, it sounds pretty promising. And with Commonwealth Games coming up so soon that it's, um, it always, you know, puts a little bit more of a vibe throughout the squash scene just in general because it's obviously the pinnacle for us as a, you know, yeah, Commonwealth nation and, and stuff. I'm Canadian, so uh, I, I just remember when... Uh Jonathan Power won uh, the Commonwealth gold. It was huge in Canada. It was all, it was all over the sports news, and uh, he got a lot of uh, publicity. So uh, no doubt uh, a good result is going to uh, amount to uh, something like that for you and Joel as well. Yeah, of course. You know, that whole sort of funding is based on, um, you know, our performance at the Commonwealth Games. So the better we can do, obviously, financially, it's better for us, but also, it would just, you know, it's a great privilege to um, just represent your country, let alone, you know, if we can actually win a medal, it would be amazing, amazingly, uh, amazingly proud moment. Yeah, absolutely. It's going to be, I mean, the, the draw will be tough, obviously, but uh, you'll, be, you'll be one of the, uh, the favorites. So good luck. Good luck in that one. Yeah, thank you very much. Um, now, just getting back to your results, uh, uh, I think you made reference to it. Uh, the 2016 VAS Championship was, I think you were you went through qualifying uh, to win that. That was your biggest uh, win up until that point. Did you know uh, something special was happening uh, at the qualifying stage? Did you know you were going no. to take it to the final? No, not at all. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'd just come off um, guitar, actually, and um, I had a big match with Tarek Moman, um, and I lost, I think, 14-12 in the fifth or something. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, and, and Tommy actually sent me a message saying, um, I know you'll be gutted, but keep your head up because I know something something big is coming for you. So I sort of read that, and I was like, yeah, I've heard that before, but <laughs> the very next the very next tournament, something happens, so... Maybe he knows what he's talking about. Yeah, I mean, a result like that, uh, I mean, 14-12 in the fifth against Tarek. Tarek's arguably one of the best in the game right now. Uh, that's a great result. And then uh, you went to the World Championship, uh, was it this year, 2017? And I remember, uh, obviously, you were disappointed with your result against Greg, but I remember, and I remember you saying that you, you were disappointed. I guess given that you had um, almost beaten him in Hong Kong, uh, the world championship uh, result wasn't what you were looking for, was it? No, I mean, it, I was uh, extremely happy to finish top eight in the world. That was another thing that, you know... I yeah, take a positive out of it, for sure. Yeah, exactly. But it's just, you know, that I always just try and do my best and I didn't feel like I, I did my best in that, that match. I felt like I... It wasn't, uh, you know, like it's, it's always like I can handle a loss if I feel like I've delivered my potential and, and done my best. But that match, I was, yeah, I just didn't. I don't know if the occasion got to me or, or what, but 
Well, it's not I like you feel- not to, to do your best, I don't think. Uh, probably more the latter uh, there. Yeah. Yeah, so it was just, that was what I was more disappointed about rather than the result. Um, it was just tough to swallow to, you know, when you have a good tournament but you finish on a bad result, it sort of like leaves a bad taste in your mouth. So and that was more the, about that. <laughs> yeah, and, and against a guy like Greg who brings it uh, every time. Uh, exactly, yeah. <laughs> you know, it was a bit of a, a bit of a hiding, to be honest. So, was, um, yeah. you, you can't be, you know, if you're lacking against Greg, you've got to be off the court very quickly, which is what happens. <laughs> I mean, uh, obviously, none of us uh, have been out there with someone like Greg on court. What's it like playing against a, a guy, the talent of Greg Gaultier? Yeah, I mean, it's a tough task, to be honest. Um, he's a he's a very very strong fit guy, and he's you know he's got some of the best hands in the game, so he doesn't really lack in areas that much, and it's very intimidating to to play him. But I mean, you've got to go out there and and forget about who you're playing and just try and get stuck into him because, you know, you never know what can happen. But it's an extremely tough job being on court with Greg, that's for sure. Yeah. I th- I mean, just knowing your game, uh, I've seen you play quite a few times and uh, love watching you play. I think you probably, I mean, you've got the game to to beat a guy like Gaultier. Uh, just seems you just have to stick, like you say, stick in there and hang in there and, and play against him because he, he could, I mean, eventually... Uh, uh, mentally, uh, you might overcome him. Yeah, I think, yeah, you've got to stick in there. You've got to be extremely focused because he can sort of, as soon as he, you know, if he wins a couple of quick points, then it's, it's game on and you've got to help the task again. So, yeah, it's not, it's not like you can sort of rest on your laurels against him because he, you know, he can, he can, he can hit so many winners and it can be so hard to win a rally at the same time. So, yeah, you know, if you switch off or you lose focus or you think that you've won the set, then uh, it's uh, it can be a, a hell of a task to get it back. Um, so I think, you know, you're right. You can get mental lapses from him, but at the same time, it's it can be you can feel like it's almost impossible. You know, <laughs> where you're going to win your win your next rally? So yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's it's tough. You got to be very very strong to beat him. Yeah, he's a bit like Jonathan uh, in a way, you know. When Jonathan was on, he was on. You can beat him, right? But uh, you got a, a bit under his skin, or you know, if he had a mental lapse, then you could see, sort of, uh, uh, you could see him unfold a, a little bit. Yeah, exactly. You know, I didn't see much of Jonathan play, but from the clips that I, I watched of him, I think yeah, you're right. It's uh, when he's on, he's on, and it's a, it's a very tough um, task to beat. So. Yeah. yeah, I think I think you're right with that. that yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, you've uh, the last few tournaments, you you've uh, had some decent uh, showings in Detroit. Uh, you got to the final and the, the semi in Sweden, so uh, things bode well uh, leading up to the Windy City, uh, don't you think? Yeah, um, I'm liking the way where my game is at the moment. Um, I probably started working on some new things since September and. Those new things take a bit to get into your game, but especially in Sweden, in Detroit, I felt felt good. But especially in Sweden, I really felt like those things were coming more natural to me and um, getting into my game more regularly. So that was a real positive for me, um, seeing those things come in that I've been working a lot hard on. You know, those just not not much, but just new little things that um have been changing so are, the, are these uh, is, these uh, top secret or uh, uh, is it more of an offensive uh, 
uh, adding adding a little bit more uh, offense to your game or yeah I don't want to give too much away but <laughs> yeah <laughs> no, it's well, just, I won't go there <laughs> it's just using yeah being like you said being more proactive and just hitting hitting through a bit more with a bit more bites and everything on my length just being a bit more severe you know so yeah. especially on those glass courts if if you hit it right and you hit it hit it good you can get some rewards so we're just working on you know a bit more severity in my shots and stuff like that brilliant okay and um now you've got the windy city coming up and you've uh you've had some intriguing first round uh, matches over the the last few events uh uh, a five-game thriller. You lost to uh, Sharbagi. Was it last year? Yeah. 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 And uh, and now uh, this year you've got uh, you've got Miguel in the first round. That'll be a cracker. Yeah, I know. It's uh, he's he's playing well again, Miguel as well. So there's um, not many easy matches on on the tour at the moment. First round. No. And this is, this especially is is not going to be an easy first round. So no. Um, it's all go from from the start for me again, um, but you know sometimes that's good. So you're you're ready to go right from the start, and I'll be looking forward to it. Um, I think I we hope, have a girl play. A few guys are ready to wipe the court up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully Miguel's doing all that and not me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, there's yeah. A, there's a lot bit of diving uh, uh, between the two of you, and uh, there won't be many balls that get past either of you. I don't think. No, it's going to be. Uh, I think. Uh, you know, be preparing for a long match and I'll try and stay on my feet as much as possible, make him on the floor, but we'll see how that goes. Well, uh, you know, it does add excitement to the game and uh, I'm sure that that match will be the uh, the highlight match uh, of round one, no doubt. Now, uh, I won't keep you too much longer, uh, uh, Paul, but uh, I just want to get into uh, your fitness and circuit training routines a little bit because I know the people, the, the, it's the stuff of legend on Facebook anyways. Uh, and I'm a bit of a I'm a bit of a gym rat myself. At the age of uh, 49, I try to I'm trying to stay competitive on the squash court, so I do a lot of circuit training. And I reckon my routine is uh, is a killer. But you bring it to another level. Um, can you take us through uh, one of your your tougher routines, like uh, one 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 that you know you wouldn't advise anyone to do? Um, <laughs> off court or on court? Uh, either one. Either. Um, well, well, yeah, either, either one. I mean, I, I, I've seen your stuff uh, off court, and that, that's where my, a lot of my circuit yeah. training is done. But uh, either what, one off court and one on court. How about that? So my off court, if I'm, in the, if I'm in the summer, it generally consists of, you know, probably an hour and a half, two hours. Um, okay. I'll do a good warm-up and then generally start with, with my strength. Um, so I'll, I'll do a lot of Olympic lifting because that's, that's good just for crazy. Yeah. Uh, how do you do that? <laughs> that's great for your. Um, I mean, you hear yeah. a lot of guys with adductor injuries these days, right? Yeah, that's got to really, really be key for avoiding yeah. that injury. Yeah, I'm mean, very technical, to be honest. Right. Yeah, I mean it's like it's a lot of a lot of technical stuff. I wouldn't advise anyone who hasn't had you know um, some decent technical advice to go out and start trying to lift heavy. Um, <laughs> yeah. But it's great for mobility and it's great for uh, right, explosion. So violent through the points where you need to be fast and stuff. So 
it gets everything, you know, coordination as well, the movement that does it, it requires a lot of skill and then lifting that heavy, it, it just coordinates everything and, you know, I think it's a, one of the I things did. that I've added into my training over the last sort of five years that's been great. Yeah. I saw the, the last routine. Yeah, and then that's, so that's... Oh, sorry, yeah. No, no, what are you saying? Oh, sorry. I, I was just going to make reference to the, the, I think it may have been the last uh, gym routine that you posted on Facebook. It, it included a rowing machine and then uh, some, uh, maybe, um, uh, uh, I forget what else, but there were like three or four different exercises. And one of them was the rowing machine. Um, yeah, I mean, the rowing machine is uh, an absolute killer. It's one of the machines that that puts me on the grounds, you know, a lot of yeah. times uh, if, if I'm going hard, it's uh, I generally end up on the grounds after that. It's, how, uh, like how fat, how high do you get it up? Like what, what speed do you, do you take it to? It depends what I'm, what I'm rowing for. You know, if I'm rowing a one K or two K or 500 or 200 meter, yeah. it all depends. So, so um, like yeah. 200 meet like sets of 200s and like 30 sets seconds of, yeah probably more sets of 500 okay if i'm just doing rower if yeah. i'm doing rower and something else it might be 200 meters you know right on. um yeah but normally if i'm just doing a rowing session itself it's normally you know minimum 500 meters or something like that right on. um yeah a bit more distance in it yeah yeah uh, yeah. Well, that's that's good intel. I, I might. Uh, I'm not going to bring uh, any of your heavy lifting stuff into my routine, but uh, <laughs> I'm going to get in. I'm going to add the uh, the rowing uh, machine uh, a bit more, and maybe yeah, do some 500s with a like a minute break in between or something like that. Yeah, for sure. It's uh, strengthens the legs um, like crazy, and your lungs will be burning. So it's. Uh you know, it's a win-win, really. Good, good. Now, besides squash, I noticed you're 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 a bit of a golfer. Uh, uh, how's your golf game these days? Um, my golf game is, yeah, I love golf, but I don't get out as much as I would like. Yeah. Um, so my last handicap was a five point five or something. Oh, uh, but uh, over the past sort of couple of years, I haven't been out regularly enough, so my rounds sort of vary between pretty good and then. Horrendous. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. I know that. But, uh, I'm, yeah. 8 point, uh, I'm 8.8 and I just changed from one club uh, to another. Uh, I, I've become a member at a different club and uh, I'm certainly not 8.8 on, on that course. Yeah. I've played some courses where I'm definitely not close to a five. It's more like a 15. So yeah, I feel you. Well, here uh, uh, I've got a deal for you. Um, you are not you're not far off in the uh, road to dubai uh, standings you're 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 a bit off but not that far off if you qualify i've got i'll take you out for two rounds of golf in dubai that's right i'll hold you to that mate i'll hold you to that okay (laughs) Uh, and uh yeah it'll be good fun there's lots of good golf around but uh anyways paul thank you so much for your time Uh, it's been great Uh, uh any uh any parting words for the uh, in squash uh, podcast uh, listeners um no just thank you very much for having me and i hope uh hope you enjoyed listening to to what i have to say but um yeah just thank you everyone for listening and uh, supporting our game of squash um you know everyone knows it's the best game out there so keep on playing and keep on training hard yeah and paul all the best uh, going forward uh, i'm a huge fan and uh, good luck in the windy city 
and good luck uh, with uh, number three, uh, the New Zealand uh, National Championship, which is coming up. Thank you very much. Thank okay. you. Appreciate it. Cheers, mate. Bye. Bye-bye. Oh, thank you so much, Paul uh, Cole, for that great uh, interview. That was fantastic stuff. Uh, lots of good stuff in there. Um, I was especially uh, uh, interested to hear what he had to say about his uh, his gym rat tendencies. Uh, I'm for I I'm a gym rat myself, but uh, uh, there's no way uh, I'd be able to keep up with uh, with what he does, especially all that lifting. Uh, although I'm sure it'd be uh, it would do wonders. Uh, would have done wonders for my uh, adductor uh, issues that I currently have, uh, but I think that would just uh, exacerbate the problem uh, if I were to even come close to trying what what he does. But uh, we want to wish him uh, all the best in his first round uh, match and uh, throughout the uh, the Windy City Open. Hopefully, uh, that in squash karma will take him through uh, deep, deep into the draw. Uh, so thanks again, Paul. Also, uh, In Squash Podcast uh, has a few more episodes uh, ready to drop over uh, the next week and a half or so. So stay tuned for those. Episodes 11 and 12 uh, will be uh, having another uh, top player on the show as well as going back into the uh, the Canadian uh, content a little bit uh, with a bit of uh, Canadian squash history. Uh, perhaps many of you have heard of the province of uh, Newfoundland. Well, I've got two of their uh, great players from the past, uh, junior and senior. Uh, They're going to come on and uh, enlighten us a little bit about what squash is like uh, uh, in Newfoundland, what it was like, the history there, because there is a deep history, uh, I'm sure, like there is in every uh, squash community out there. And... uh, I'm a little bit familiar with uh, squash Newfoundland history, but these guys will be able to uh, enlighten us a bit more, and it should be interesting. Quite a cast of characters over there on the rock, as they say. But um, anyways, thank you all for listening. Uh, Please uh, share these episodes with your friends on Facebook, Twitter, uh, or any other social media that you use. And uh, any comments, feel free to leave them. I've had some, uh, some excellent uh, suggestions and comments uh, already, so keep them coming. Uh, enjoy your squash, and enjoy the In Squash podcast. Thanks a lot.